One year from now. One year. One year from the time you are listening to this. What would you like to be different? How would you like to be different? What would you like to create, to develop, to learn, to change? Let's do it. Let's do it. But let's do it in eight weeks. Veg heads, you're listening to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every week to ask you to eat more plants and set an impossible goal, whatever that is for you. Episode 22. This is the day we talk about that impossible goal. So veg heads and veg your besties, it's February and I am looking for some excitement, some transformation. How about you? I have just opened up a few more coaching slots for eight week one-on-one coaching on my calendar because it's February and we got through it. We got through it. We got through the holidays through the inauguration, and we got through Veganuary. Did you follow that, Vegan January? You know, Veganuary has had over 1 million participants since it started in 2014, and more than 400,000 this January alone. And that's just the people who officially signed up for it. Tens of thousands, maybe more, participated unofficially by making an effort to limit or eliminate animal products in January with an eye toward seeing what's possible for the rest of the year. So Veganuary was a huge success, lest anyone tell you that plant-based or vegan lifestyles are fringy or weird. There's quite a lot of us. And there were also quite a few other vegan challenges going on in January. Lots of vegan resolutions too. So big success and big changes for lots and lots of people, and we got through it. And in fact, before I forget, this is the last chance to get my PDF, Five Reasons Vegan Challenges Are Impossible and Why You Should Do Them Anyway. You can find that link in the show notes if you're listening around the time this episode is published in early February 2021. There's a lot of good information and ideas in there if you or someone you know is thinking about a vegan or plant-based challenge. But anyway, we got through it. We got through January and we're catching our breath from the new year and getting the calendar in order. And I'm inviting you to think of a big goal, an impossible goal maybe, a challenging, exciting goal that you want to realize, and I want you to bring it to one of my eight-week coaching sessions. 
A lot of coaches like a longer initial commitment, but I love the focus and the intensity of the eight-week session. I think sometimes we overestimate what we can do in a full year, and we underestimate what we can accomplish in eight weeks, two months, 60 days or so. So this is the way I typically like to suggest for my clients. You have a goal, a one-year goal, and then we figure out how close we can get to that goal in eight weeks. You know, when my kids were younger, we often used the mantra, well begun is half done. Well begun is half done. Okay, mantra is probably the wrong word, but it was an expression that that we pulled out and served us all very well. And I use it still every year when I have to prepare for income taxes and I'm dreading it because it is so true, so helpful. Well begun is half done. And don't get bogged down in well, not well in the qualitative sense, just an adequate intentional beginning That's really all that's necessary to make a huge difference. So what does that look like in my eight-week coaching program? Well begun is half done. I find that if you can get the first eight weeks of your one-year goal really nailed down, the rest of the year is so much easier, so much easier to implement. Because In the first eight weeks of your goal, your challenge, your dream, your plan is fragile. It's a newborn baby dream that does not have its own momentum. It doesn't have, its eyes aren't open. The energy's not there. It doesn't have its own agency yet. It is completely dependent. It is a baby dream with gossamer wings and we have invested it with a lot of responsibility for how we're going to feel about ourselves and our world and our lives in the future when it's a fully mature dream or goal. It's a lot of pressure on a baby goal. And it's so easy for a couple of rude or thoughtless comments or some sick kids at home or a leaky roof or plantar fasciitis, to completely squash that poor baby dream. It's too easy for a visit from the in-laws, increased workload at, at the office, or a spouse with a competing shiny new enthusiasm to end up neglecting that tiny new goal of yours. Because for some reason, when push comes to shove, it may seem easier to leave your baby dream in the cupboard to wither in the dark, then take the time to nurture it and nourish it. Life happens. Life happens. And unless you've designed an infrastructure around that baby goal, a carapace, a shell to protect it, to really protect it and give it what it needs to grow for those first two months, your baby goal is likely to wither. But with the infrastructure, with a feeding schedule, with some routine checkups to measure and weigh and a little bit of inoculation, that goal, 
that dream gets a chance to gather some strength and gather some momentum. And you get a chance to develop the schedule, the rhythm, the identity of being someone who is building a dream, becoming a creator, someone who gives that dream what it needs. Because the first eight weeks of your goal will bring up all the drama, all the excuses, all the stories of why this is not the right time and it's never worked in the past and you don't have any support and what are you thinking and maybe it's just not in the cards for you. Don't worry. We want that. We want all the stories. We want all the pitiful, poor me, it's too hard, it changed my mind, this is too much, I didn't realize, my partner's not on board. Yeah, we want all those stories out in the open as quickly as possible so that you can see it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect that your partner or spouse thinks that there are better uses of your time. It's perfect that the kids suddenly need a lot more attention right now. It's perfect that you have had three back-to-back sinus infections and they're rezoning your neighborhood and your tax preparer retired without notice and your parents are talking about divorce after 47 years of marriage. Nothing's gone wrong. (laughs) You're a human and you are having a human life and your human brain will tell you that the main problem, the underlying issue is that you have this goal this dream that's making everything else untenable. And it will probably destroy your marriage, ruin your kids' lives, and leave you a quivering pool of mascara on the bathroom floor unless you give up this dream, this goal, as soon as possible. So that's the first eight weeks. You're going to love it. Think about it. Think about how many goals you've given up on in the first couple weeks. If you're like most of us humans, maybe even the first couple of days, a lot of your dreams and plans, the ones you have just for you, those goals get squashed coming out of the starting gate all too often. Do you guys know the animations in uh, Monty Python? The animations by Terry Gilliam. Okay, so I'm revealing my antiquity here. But there was this trope, this theme in the Monty Python animations of an enormous bare foot coming down out of the heavens and squashing people and buildings on the ground. Like that. That's how I think of it. So I think there's this dubious or maybe no science to support the idea that if you do something for 21 days or 36 days or 56 days, that you create an enduring habit. But that doesn't mean that habits are not real. But powerful, enduring habits are born out of the thoughts and the emotional energies that fuel them. We've talked about that here before. If I clean my room, say, every day because my mom yells at me and won't let me have dinner until it's done to her satisfaction, 
I have no idea why that popped into my head. But even if I do, even if I clean my room every day with that energy and that thought, my mom thinks I'm a slob, that's not necessarily a habit that will carry over into college or adulthood, right? Repeated behaviors do not necessarily make a habit, especially not if the energy fueling the behavior is annoyed, resistant, hopeless, disempowered. So let's dismiss the idea of a habit repeated being the solution. Because the solution is to fuel whatever habits you definitely want to have with positive, empowering energy and emotion, and to notice the habits that you have already created and get curious about those thoughts and feelings fueling those habits. Whether you like the habits or not, it's good to be curious about that. And that's what we do the first eight weeks of coaching. It's about actively looking for all the obstacles problems, excuses that are going to come up and work against your dream, plan, or goal, like that big foot that comes out of the sky and squashes them. We're going to look at all those excuses so that you can protect and nourish and nurture that baby dream so that it has the resilience to go the full distance. In the first eight weeks, my clients will tell me all the reasons why it turns out that this is actually just not the right time for their dream. <laughs> and they'll tell me a lot of things which sound super convincing. Family, business, economy, moving or staying put, pandemic, time, military industrial complex, patriarchy, frozen shoulder, Frozen shoulder is my most recent excuse, so I thought I would throw that in because I am not immune to excuses. The first eight weeks of your precious fluffy goal will bring it all up, and you will get the support to learn how to notice when you are making the normal circumstances that happen, well, to all human beings from time to time, work against you. Because those first eight weeks are when we build the commitment to protect our baby dream. You know, commitment is, commitment is staying loyal, staying focused on what you said you wanted long after the mood you were in when you said that has left the room, has left the state. Everything worthwhile in your life begins, all of it, outside your comfort zone when you remember your commitment. If someone tells me, Michelle, I made the goal and I did it and it wasn't too bad, do you know what I think? Hmm, well, good, but that doesn't sound like much of a goal. A little at a time until it's finished? That's like cleaning my kitchen drawers or, or doing a jigsaw puzzle or organizing my papers for the accountant at tax time. That's not really an audacious goal. That's a task. You need a bigger goal. I mean, tasks are good. Tasks are important. They're necessary. They're helpful. But they're not goals. They're not dreams. Goals and dreams bring up all your stuff, all your stuff. Self-judgment 
self-worth, doubt, the names we were ridiculed with in childhood. All of it. Those first eight weeks, if you have someone to remind you weekly and throughout the week, the way I do, that nothing has gone wrong, your in-laws are moving in, no problem. You need a new septic line, you've got this. Your kids being sent home with lice, you've got this mama, no problem. Your spouse quit his or her job, wants you all to move to another time zone, your daughter's getting married, you're covered in hives, that was one of mine, hives. None of these things is antithetical to your dream. But it will seem like it. Two months, eight weeks of building that infrastructure step by step around your plan will give your impossible dream, your audacious goal, staying power. It will convince you that the route, the way you proceed from where you are to where you want to go, that route is flexible, but it's a route you can trust. It's something you can believe in. For the first eight weeks, I, as your coach, believe in you, and you get to believe in your goal. And then that beautiful goal or dream or ambition, well, it can start to believe in you too. If you are looking to change how you eat, change how you're living, change how you see yourself in your family or your community or in the world, I cannot recommend this kind of coaching process more highly. You know what lights you up, right? You know what you want for yourself a year from now, right? You know what it is you want to be able to point to. And you know what you've dropped the ball on before. You know the thing you thought you would have figured out by now. So choose. Choose one thing that you want to see handled by this time next year. And let's get going. Let's spend the next eight weeks busting through all the excuses, all the inconveniences, all the scheduling problems. Let's bust through it right away. In eight weeks, two months from now, you could be well on your way. You know what I learned working with so many coaches and what I know from having set so many goals for my life, for my business, and for my creative work? I've learned that even now, I will sometimes wake up in the night and think, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? What is my problem? I can't do this. I don't need this. Well, and that part is true. I don't need this but I want it. I want to spend the rest of my life doing things that only humans get to do. Building relationships, building skills, building businesses, learning languages, learning how to help people, learning how to support other people who want to do all those same things, but who all too often talk themselves out of it. Stop talking yourself out of it. Are you ready? What's your dream? What's your goal? Let's do it. Let's do it in eight weeks. Let's turn that soap bubble of an amorphous idea into a plan. Are you in?
building your vegan business, writing your book, transforming your way of eating, bringing your cholesterol down before your next physical, supporting sustainable entrepreneurs, lobbying for legislative changes, getting plant-based, nutritious meals in schools and hospitals. Whatever dream you have, whether you're vegan or plant-based, vegetarian or not quite yet, your dream deserves eight weeks of coaching to get it ready to meet the light of day. Well begun is half done. So jump on it. Jump on it. Email me. Put yourself directly into my calendar via the website. All the links are in the show notes. Coaching is the best way I know to make things happen, to make you happen. The you that creates your world. And I would be honored to help you. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.